Hey, I've told you we're renovating the house, hey? Yes, I did know you were going to do some renos, Coxie. The first floor is going great. The second floor, well, it's another story. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Oh, I needed a moment, listeners. I just needed a break. So I could compose myself. At least it was a construction joke this time, Nicole. I did have to search long and hard <laughs> to find a construction joke. You think there'd be lots of them, but they are a little harder to find than you would think. And I'm not good at making them up, unlike you, who made up a stellar one. Listeners, you can't see my air quotes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had your sarcasm font on when you typed that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, Come on. So um, I'm not going to share my joke because I reckon it'll get critiqued way too bad. And if I'm not happy with it, I just think it's going gonna, it's gonna to fail miserably. Oh, dear. It's well, fail. what is failure, Warwick? Failure is not achieving the desired outcome. That is so not true. <laughs> failure is not having a go. And right now you're not having a go. You want me to have a crack? Come on. Righto, listeners. What did the Virgin Airlines aircraft propeller say when it met Sir Richard Branson? I don't know, Warwick. It was sad about <laughs> you know. I don't want to know. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Boom, tish. I know the Matador is going to come in with some feedback for me on the email the minute he listens to this episode. <laughs> I just feel really sad for any new listeners and this is their first episode. They'll never come back. I thought you were going to say you feel really sad for me because I literally just stripped naked and stood in the middle of the MCG on grand final day for everyone to see what I got. And it's probably not much. Well, I look forward to the feedback very much. What I have uh, come to realize, listeners and Nicole, is that as a stand-up comedian, I make a fantastic business coach. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you glad, listeners? I'm sure we keep you amused with our ridiculousness, and yet we find a pot of gold somewhere in every single episode just to keep you coming back. (laughs) Well, we do, but I'm not sure if our listeners do. I hope they do. I know they do. We have some fantastic feedback about our podcast, and one of the things that we continue to strive for, listeners, is to make it relatable. We want to make business relatable. We want to make, um, sorry, I had lunch before we recorded. No, I'm laughing because this is the biggest joke of the day. (laughs) Making business relatable. No, what we're about to talk about is very relatable. It could be be a bit of a ranty pants, but I'm going to keep it professional and teachy, not preachy. Uh, But we do, we do, we want to make business relatable. And I think that's a big barrier for a lot of people is they think business should be serious and I don't know stuffy. funless stuffy yeah aloof and that creates a lot of fear and resistance and I think it keeps a lot of people from actually creating a bigger business because there's this idea that 
um, you need to get more serious, which means giving up your sense of fun and your shit sense of humor like mine uh, and actually getting all serious and putting your spectacles on. And I'll do it now, even though it's a visual gag and they don't work so well on podcasts. Oh, wow. I can actually see you now, Coxie. Hi. Uh, <laughs> showing my age. Um, so I think business should be fun. And, and I think when we actually take it too seriously, we actually forget that it's about humans. It's about people. Mm. Um, and so we lose a lot of the, the human aspect that makes for a great business because we forget about the people that are involved and we forget about the relationships. And believe it or not, Coxie, I'm about to segue. Oh, <laughs> into- I can feel the Chucky Norris coming. Don't you worry. To today's chosen topic for discussion here at Tradies in Business. And it is. Dun, dun, dun. Actually, what are we talking about? So I'm just going to say batteries. shit service. No, we're talking and about batteries. Batteries. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> Rechargeable batteries. And lying and. Rechargeable batteries, excuses, um, an oblivious nature to how we sound when we talk to our customers and I think the simplicity with which we can deliver great customer service and it does not mean giving perfection. Mm. Customers don't expect perfection. They don't expect perfection. I don't expect perfection. I I, I expect it from myself but that's, yeah. that's between me and my therapist. So... Listeners, let me put you in the picture. It's time. Get yourself a cuppa or a comfy chair, maybe a pillow, because it's time for a was story. We <laughs> Can we do a series of episodes, Coxie, where like we play lullaby music and it's, it's was's bedtime stories. <laughs> now, children, tuck yourself up tight and listen in. So recently, listeners, I bought, because I'm a little, you know, wannabe farmer, I live on acreage and we've got lots of chickens and they lay eggs. And down here in Tassie in summer, uh, it doesn't get dark till after 9pm, which means because we have free range chickens, somebody, usually me, has to go out in my pajamas at 9.30, because I go to bed fairly early, the life of a performance athlete. And I have to lock up the chickens after they've put themselves to bed. I've got a question. Mm -hmm. Do you have snakes in Tasmania? We do. So you're crawling around in a paddock with chickens, prize snake food, at 9.30 at night. I wear, um, what are those things called? I don't know. Crocs. I'm sure they'll keep you very safe. (laughs) They fire and snap with every step you take. Uh, we we don't have many snakes on our property. It's very okay. well manicured, and we have lots of animals, so horses and cattle and chickens. They keep the snakes away. Roger, carry as on. Do Thank our, you. As does our black Labrador. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Backs to the snake protection dog. So I go out in my <clears throat> in my pajamas, which are fairly brief, and lock the chickens up every night. It's really annoying. So there's these amazing things, Nicole. Called mm-hmm. automatic chook doors. They're oh. a revelation. And you can buy them online. Some of them are even made in Australia. Okay, I've already got concerns. Basically, it's a battery operated appliance. The thing goes up and down, and your birds are happy. So, but what happens if your chicken gets stuck outside because you didn't tuck it into bed? 
Well, then that's too bad. How sad. You get eaten by a devil. But that doesn't work for you. You're going to lose all your flock. <laughs> all of our chooks put themselves to bed reliably, believe it or not. Chooks have a very strong roosting instinct, Nicole. Actually, birds and do in general. Who is checking for snakes in the chicken coop? <laughs> Nobody is checking for snakes. But Can we just forget about the snakes? Okay. All the right. story, th there is no snakes in this story except for maybe the company that's on with the door. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Uh, had said automatic chook door after doing lots of research. It's made in Australia by a local business on the mainland and did lots of reading of reviews, the usual stuff that customers do, right? Mm -hmm. Found one that I thought fit the purpose, solar operated, battery powered, rechargeable doodad. Uh, we've got an automatic gate here on the farm that's run by a solar panel and a battery exactly the same way. Great. Order it online, 300 bucks. Thank you very much. Arrived on my doorstep a week later, installed said chicken door. Love it. Set the timer, opens in the morning, closes at night. No more prancing around the paddock in my underpants. Hang Everyone's on. Everyone's happy. What if a chicken's midway walking through when the door comes down? <laughs> it's got a sensor on it so okay. it doesn't chop its head off. All right, thank you. <clears throat> okay, everything's fine for about a week. Chook door stops working. Oh, your poor babies. Warwick not very happy. <laughs> Diagnosed the fault as battery's faulty so i figured out that the battery's going flat after one or two cycles of this little electric motor it's supposed to last for for a week mm -hmm. with no charge and so contacted the company they suggested a few things that i should check first i said i've already checked those things it's your battery she said send it back and we'll test it sent the battery back at my expense i'm now back to a manual chicken door but not only am I back to a manual door, it's a thing that's meant to be automatic that I've got to now modify so I can open and close it without the motor working and blah, blah, blah. Anywho, this is, have you got your pillows ready, listeners? Because this is getting pretty long. So send it back. And me being me, I track the parcel so I know when it's been delivered and I know when it's been picked up from the post office. It gets collected from the post office and a week goes by and I hear nothing. So I send an email. How'd you go testing the battery? Another four days go by. My face goes very red at this point. <laughs> and I even put a calendar note in to call said chicken door supplier in my lunch break today, literally as we record this podcast. Uh, lucky for them, they emailed me this morning with a couple of things. One was sort of a solution, you know, probably a fairly straightforward one, sending me a new battery. Because, surprise, surprise, they found out that, guess what, Coxie, the battery's faulty. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> now, I know not every customer is across all that sort of stuff. So that's okay. They've got to do their thing, right? But the thing that really shat me off was that the opening three lines of the email was a list of excuses and reasons why they hadn't got back to me. Mm -hmm. And it was all about them. Everything mm -hmm. that was going on in their life and their manufacturer and their kids and their business and their time. And I'm a pretty compassionate guy. Well, I think I am. I think I, you are. Oh, thanks, Nicole. I, you know, I understand that people go through stuff. I've gone through several semi-trailer loads of stuff in my life. Mm -hmm. So I get it. And I'm a customer and I paid money that I worked for and I'm currently being inconvenienced. And it's been three weeks since I first contacted them about this problem, 
take out the week of postage, still two weeks and there's been no resolution, which was a pretty simple one. Just send me a new <coughs> battery. So here's the rub. No, here's the thing, the lesson, the, the pot of gold at the end of the very, very long story. Hey, you going, listeners, you still with us? I'm wondering whether I yawn or I roll over and take more of the doona or what do I do here? <laughs> Nick, would you like to be a part of my story and I'd share a little pot of gold with our listeners? So you're going to give uh, me a corner of the doona. Thank you. That's kind of Yes, you, you can, you've already got three quarters of it. You might as well have the rest. Look, there's... <laughs> <laughs> Snap. Um, I'll pay that one. Fair enough. They, there's a lesson that we learned in re retail really early on as I worked up through the ranks. And it was really quite simply, your customers don't know and they don't care. They just don't. The excuses mean nothing to your customers other than to further aggravate them when there's clearly an issue. And so quite simply, communication fixes all ills. <laughs> It's not hard to communicate and say, hey, thanks so much for sending the battery. We've received it. We're just taking it off to be tested now. We'll let you know the result. There's one fix. Second fix would be, we're going to send you back a new battery because we've quickly found that you're absolutely right. The battery is faulty. And by way of goodwill, here is a gift to cover the postage that you had to pay to send me the battery in the first place. Uh, there's two possible solutions. Should I go on and find another 24 more? Because there are <laughs> bunches and bunches of them. At the end of the day, it's just about communication, right? We need to know as a client, I may not be right. I may be absolutely wrong. You might have been wrong about the battery being at fault. 100%. I totally get that. As a business owner, though, your job isn't to prove right or wrong. Your job is to take ownership of the situation and provide a solution for your client or at the very least some possibilities. Here are a couple of ways in which, which we could help you with this problem. Let them choose for themselves. Let them take some ownership over the situation instead of hitting somebody up with excuse after excuse, which is going to do nothing more than infuriate them. And get your story on our podcast. <laughs> now, I've deliberately left names and locations out because I'm not in the ha <clears throat> habit of dissing on businesses. It's hard being in business these days. And honestly, I can empathize with the business owner um, because it, it they are challenging times that we're all working in, but they were challenging times in the Great Depression of the 30s. They were challenging times during the GFC. They were challenging times during the Vietnam War and during the 94 recession in Australia. Like, there's always challenging times. So there's always excuses. Mm. And listeners, you might think I'm a bit hard-ass on this, but when was the last time you got cut any slack as a business mm. for screwing up? So... You know, it's just a bit of the shoe on the other foot thing. Everyone expects things to be done well, except when it's them. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy for us to justify and lay blame when we're the ones in the hot seat. So this is really, it's a cautionary tale, listeners. Ooh. Ooh. Just be mindful of when you may slip into some of these behaviors. And if you start your email or your phone call or your text message or your Facebook DM to a client or anybody for that matter with something that you've experienced that's led to the outcome, 
you are probably about to piss someone off. Mm. Or at the very least, you're about to really degrade the relationship you have with that person, let alone customer. It doesn't have to be a customer. If the first thing I do is use my own substandard experience of life currently as a reason for why you didn't get what you expected or desired or paid for, then you're going to be upset with me, not compassionate with me. Because guess what? Every customer you're dealing with feels like they're going through some sort of shit in their life at the moment as well. Yeah, that's a really good point. Everything's so relative, isn't it? And so I, I happen to be privy of the excuses that were made in your email in return. <laughs> and I'm sure for those people, they're very valid big things in their life. Um, I understand that completely. However, <laughs> they don't know that those exact excuses aren't the exact reason why I'm having a very hard time at the moment myself. How do you know that um, the thing that's upsetting you the opposite isn't actually upsetting your mm -hmm. client. For example, if I had a hard time with one of my kids, what if I went into one of my building clients and I said, look, I'm really sorry, I've had a shit time with my kids this weekend. You know, this was wrong and that was wrong. What if they just lost one of their kids a week before that? Guarantee I have absolutely ruined any mm. sense of relationship I have with them because everything is relevant. It's absolutely fine that I'm having a hard time with my children. That's mm. relevant to me. It's not relevant to anyone else. No. They only care about, about what they need, what they want, what they were promised, what they're expecting. They don't care about you and what's happening with you. Unfortunately, it's a hard reality. I understand this can be a really confronting lesson for lots of people to learn, but they don't care. And because it's relative, there's a very good chance that you could be without even consciously understanding for a moment, totally treading all over something that really personal that they're going through in that moment. And making that relationship irretrievable. Absolutely. <clears throat> that's, that's a ticket to a one-star review at best and legal action at worst. Absolutely. And I've seen business relationships between trade business owners and clients turn into full-out bare-knuckle fights simply because you as the business owner didn't listen and responded inappropriately. Now, it's not dishonestly because, as we've said, everyone's got challenges. And as far as each individual is concerned, their challenges are severe or at least, you know, super important and you know, quite, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, difficult, you know, heavy, whatever you like. You use a descriptive word, listeners. But exactly as you said, Nick, the first thing that I did as a human being when I got the email with some excuses as to why they hadn't got back to me sooner was I thought, well, let me show you my list of challenges. <laughs> Yours sound like a freaking cakewalk. Mm. And that's what people do. Well, let me tell you about suffering. <laughs> so one of the things or another thing that you should absolutely avoid doing gang is if you have someone express dissatisfaction or concern or upset with you about the job you've done for them or the size of the invoice or whatever please 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 be very 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 careful saying that you understand mm. i understand because what you will trigger in most people is, do you now? 
do you really understand? Because not only do we compare our, our sufferings and go, well, your suffering sounds trite compared to mine, which sounds really bad. <laughs> uh, but doing the whole, oh, yes, I, I understand. I'm frustrated about this too. That yeah. does not make your customer feel any better. It's no. the opposite. You've just dismissed everything they are feeling. Exactly. It's like You've saying, just, but. Yep. You just backhandedly said, whatever, I'm frustrated too, so it doesn't count. Yes, that's exactly what they're saying. I just I just cancelled out your frustration with my frustration. So now that we're even, we can both agree that you've got nothing to talk to me about. <laughs> now, I really want to point out that this does not mean that your customers are always right. As a no. business owner, you are always going to come up against customers that have the wrong expectation or aren't correct even in what they're delivering. They may factually have a misunderstanding. And this isn't one of those times where we're talking about right and wrong. What we're talking about here is possibilities. How can we fix this? What can we do to work together to get the desired outcome? And as a business owner, playing above the line and taking ownership for what the issue is, whether it's your doing or theirs, it doesn't matter. It's not important. They had the expectation of a particular outcome. They haven't received it. It's your job as the business owner to work through the possibilities to ensure that you get where you need to go. Now, that's not always going to end in a happy story. It's not. We spoke about this ourselves this morning. There are always going to be unhappy customers. There are always going to be customers you let down or that let you down, just like you'll have customers that don't pay the bill or just like you'll have suppliers or team that let you down. This will always happen, absolutely. And that shouldn't be your default. Your default should be that you go into every situation with ownership and accountability and find possibilities for a solution. It's not hard to find a solution if everyone's prepared to have a big conversation. And sometimes it's just, okay, I'm really sorry that's happened for you, Warwick. These are the three things we could do to fix this situation. Could you please let us know what's going to make you happy, what's going to help resolve this for you, what's going to help move through this process together. It's mm. quite simple. It's not hard. doesn't need to be expensive. doesn't need to be arduous. doesn't need to carry on forever and a day. It's just find a solution, move forward, move on. Because regardless of whether you've actually made that client or customer very, very happy or not, they can at least see that you've worked towards finding a solution with them instead of dismissing their feelings, ignoring what they have to say and moving on. So at the top of this episode, listeners, <clears throat> we talked about failure, actually. Um, mm. And the only failure is the failure to have a go. Mm -hmm. So I shared my amazing joke with you all so that I participated or had a go. It's one of the, the key principles that we uh, work with um, in our tradiepreneur community. And so if you don't have a go at offering a solution with said customers, you know, if we take that particular scenario, then yes, you have failed. Mm. Because what will happen is it'll be like me. Uh, you know, two weeks of silence go by and I'm not thinking good things about this company. I'm starting to wonder if they're even still in business mm. all over a $10 battery. So just have a go at coming up with a solution. And what that requires you to do is communicate. Mm very promptly. Hey, got your thing. We're looking into it. That is that is sometimes all it takes. 
hey, we've received your email. Just wanted to acknowledge that mm. and let you know that we're having a look through the job, through the quote or whatever. We're just working out what might have gone wrong and then we'll be in touch to discuss some options with you. Would the end of the week be okay for that? It's now, just, sorry, go on. Yeah, go, Coxie. It's the acknowledgement. That's right. It's validating what that person is saying. You're not saying they're right or wrong. You're just validating that they have an issue, that they're not feeling okay about something and letting them know that you're going to work towards a solution. It's not so, hard to do. And sometimes that is actually all it takes mm. to send that interaction down a completely different path to the ones that they often sadly go down. And listeners, here is the big clanging gong at the end of all of this. Most of the times, the arguments you get into are your fault. Absolute. Because you don't head it off at the pass at the very start. You turn these interactions with customers into a fight. You turn the disagreements or the misunderstandings with staff about pay or conditions or whatever else into a terminal disagreement that ends in either a sacking or a resignation, all because you don't have the courage and the consciousness to respond, to communicate, and acknowledge the other person's concerns. As Coxie said, you're not agreeing with it yet, but just acknowledge it. I feel like this episode's been one of those real pineapple episodes, <laughs> and I should find a pineapple joke to end it on. <laughs> I don't have one, but I'll, I'm going to research. Oh, I'm sure the Matador's got one. Coming in hot. I just sometimes I think as business owners, it's important that we take our heads out of our own asses and stop thinking about how overwhelmed we are, how stressed we are, how busy we are, how blah, blah, blah we are, because our clients don't care. They're paying you for a solution. And if you fail to provide that solution, bad choice of words, if you don't provide the solution the way they anticipated the solution would be delivered, it's your job to fix that somehow. Whether it be through le taking a lesson out of it. There's a lesson always. And every time you have a confrontation, there's a lesson. Whether it be you haven't prefaced what it is they were expecting well enough so that they actually had the right kind of expectation. So you haven't set their expectations is the official way to term that. Or you haven't communicated strongly and clearly enough early enough to prevent the issue from coming up in the first place. Or you've actually made a mistake, which is A-OK. -okay. Or the client's made a mistake, which is also okay, and probably led by the fact you haven't communicated enough in the first place. So at the end of the day, business owners, this is one of those big pineapples that comes back to you, gives you an opportunity to make a learning and move forward. Getting stuck in your own stuff isn't going to help you as a business owner. No. Miserable as that may be. Telling customers how tough you've got it isn't going to help you create happy customers. No. Okay. No, We've oh my gosh, Coxie, going. what have you got? I don't know. What do you get? While, while you find your favourite pineapple joke, I'm going to talk to people about one of the reasons this comes about. One of the big problems that we see with trade business owners is that they are so busy on the tools that they don't have the time, the headspace, the emotional capacity to just stop and do the acknowledgement thing and do the communication thing because often you're just too busy. And so you fire back a response unconsciously and out of a knee jerk. And unfortunately, it's not often the best approach. 
So sometimes getting off the tools, at least partially, gives you some of the space to deal with these things from a much better personal place than when you're under the pump and strung out and racing from one appointment to the other and thinking of the thousand things you've got to do. And then someone says, I'm not really happy. One of the step treads on the front of the deck looks a bit weird. It's the different color to the other ones. And you just think, oh, right? And you, and you fly back with a, a reaction rather than a, a mature response. So getting off the tools can actually help move you towards a better place with all of this. We have a really cool test. It is free, listeners. Uh, lots of people are taking this test at the moment. Um, it doesn't involve a cotton tip up your nose. You don't have to do anything crazy like that. All you've got to do is click the link in the description for today's episode, and it'll take you to through to a free get off the tools test so you can actually get a score based on your business and your life setup to see how close you are to actually getting off the tools or at least advancing towards that point and we'll give you a custom written report back um, with specific feedback on the areas that you can work on to actually help you get off the tools so Jump on the link in the description if you want to take the test, see what your score is, um, and then you can do it again in six months or 12 months and maybe see how you've progressed after you put in place a whole bunch of the stuff that we share here on the podcast. So click the link in the description and you can take the get off the tools test. Why did the pineapple stop in the middle of the road? I don't know. Because you ran out of juice. (laughs) Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.